Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Public Speakers Podcast. And in today's episode of the Public Speakers Podcast, we are doing another speech analysis. And this speech analysis is what it takes to launch a telescope by Erica Hampton. Um, I really enjoyed this talk for a lot of different reasons, but I'll give some of my like sort of key takeaways and then you can um, listen to the rest of the speech analysis. One is that this is just a really good story of triumphants. Um, and it's a story that doesn't have maybe the most happiest of endings, but it's a story that leaves you wondering about space, the universe, our role in the universe, and the pursuit of knowledge that um, human human beings as a species need to explore in order to advance the species and how much excruciating pain and sacrifice it takes to even get a hint uh, or an iota of um, attention and, and, and data that will help us get to the next part um, of our species. So it's a really, really amazing story. Um, the way Erica portrays it is one with a lot of passion. You can tell through her voice there's moments where it seems like she's almost crying just because of how strong the passion is. Um, so that in terms of delivery, I thought this speech was fantastic. And in terms of taking the audience on a roller coaster, I mean, the best speeches can really make you expect something's going to happen and take a complete left turn and then bring it back to a different place and then keep it going from there um, and then conclude with a larger purpose and meaning. And I think this is a TED Talk. It was a short talk. I think um, this should have been a talk that, you know, probably goes 18 minutes because there's a lot you could put in here um, and a lot of analysis you can do on this presentation. So overall, I really enjoyed this talk. I hope you enjoy the speech analysis. I hope you just enjoy the story. And um, yeah, let's get into the talk. I'm an astronomer who builds telescopes. I build telescopes because number one, they are awesome. But number two, I believe if you want to discover a new thing about the universe, you have to look at the universe in a new way. New technologies in astronomy, things like lenses, photographic plates, all the way up to space telescopes, each gave us new ways to see the universe and directly led to a new understanding of our place in it. But those discoveries come with a cost. It took thousands of people and 44 years to get the Hubble Space Telescope from an idea into orbit. It takes time. It takes a tolerance for failure. It takes individual people choosing every day not to give up. I know how hard that choice is because I live it. The reality of my job is that I fail almost all the time and still keep going because that's how telescopes get built. The telescope I helped build is called the Faint Intergalactic Medium Redshifted Emission Balloon, which is a mouthful, so we call it Fireball. And don't worry, it is not going to explode at the end of this story. I've been working on Fireball for more than 10 years and now lead the team of incredible people who built it. Fireball is designed to observe some of the faintest structures known, huge clouds of hydrogen gas. These clouds are giant. They are even bigger than whatever you're thinking of. They are huge. Huge clouds of hydrogen that we think flow into and out of galaxies. I work on Fireball 
Because what I really want is to take our view of the universe from one with just light from stars to one where we can see and measure every atom that exists. That's all that I want to do. Um, so that's a pretty cool thing to do. I think two things here. One is the incorporation of visual aids. Um, so this visual aid in particular was really impactful because it just shows stars and then it shows the simulation with every atom ever known. Um, so I think that uh, changing in the visual aid definitely can get an audience interested in, in like listening even further to be like, well, how are you going to do that, right? That's kind of crazy. And then at the end where she's like, that's all I want to do, um, that's sort of a play on the, the sarcasm of the fact that this is such an incredible task, right? You've already been working on it for 10 years, that if that's all you want to do, then you're going to have to do a lot of work to just accomplish that one simple thing, which um, she's, uh, she, she knows that she has to do a lot of work. It's very apparent to her. Um, so we'll see where the speech goes from here. But I think the main takeaway from this is incorporating a visual aid can be really, really effective when you're trying to give a public speech, especially if it's uh, symbiotic with the words that you're trying to say. Um, and a little bit of a, a sarcasm can play really well with an audience, especially when you're trying to describe something super strong and humble it down to be modest. There creates a little dichotomy between that that uh, can elicit a response. <laughs> But observing at least some of those atoms is crucial to our understanding of why galaxies look the way they do. I want to know how that hydrogen gas gets into a galaxy and creates a star. My work on Fireball started in 2008, working not on the telescope, but on the light sensor, which is the heart of any telescope. This new sensor was being developed by a team that I joined at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And our goal was to prove that this sensor would work really well to detect that hydrogen gas. In my work on this, I destroyed several very, very, very expensive sensors before realizing that the machine I was using created a plasma that shorted out anything electrical that we put in it. We used a different machine. There were other challenges, and it took years to get it right. But when that first sensor worked, <laughs> it was glorious. And our sensors are now 10 times better than the previous state of the art and are getting put into all kinds of new telescopes. Our sensors will give us a new way to see the universe and our place in it. So, sensors done, time to build a telescope. And Fireball is weird as far as telescopes go because it's not in space and it's not on the ground. Instead, it hangs on a cable from a giant balloon and observes for one night only from 130,000 feet in the stratosphere at the very edge of space. This is partly because the edge of space is much cheaper than actual space. So, building it, of course, more failures. Mirrors that failed, scratch mirrors that had to be remade. Cooling system failures, an entire system that had to be remade. Calibration failures, we ran tests again and again and again and again. Failures when you literally least expect them. We had an adorable but super angry baby falcon that landed on our spectrograph tank one day. <laughs> Although, to be fair, this was the greatest day in the history of this project. <laughs> I really love that falcon. <laughs> so this is good incorporation of using the visual aid to your advantage, right? Obviously, this is something really cute, something funny. Um, being able to incorporate that into your presentation and make the audience sort of feel that sort of same emotional response that you're feeling and then follow up on that with the words that you speak, uh, very, very powerful and a really good way to get the audience 
hooked and get their attention. So the visual aids are proving to be pretty important throughout the course of this presentation, especially because she's talking about something very technical in terms of um, the, the actual project that she's working on. But Falcon Damage Fixed, we got it built for an August 2017 launch attempt and then failed to launch due to six weeks of continuous rain in the New Mexico desert. <laughs> Our spirits dampened, we showed up again, August 2018, year 10. And on the morning of September 22nd, <sighs> we finally got the telescope launched. <laughs> I have put so much of myself, my whole life, into this project, and I like, still can't believe that that happened. And I have this picture that's taken right around sunset on that day of our balloon, fireball hanging from it, and the nearly full moon. And I love this picture. God, I love it. But I look at it, and it makes me want to cry. <laughs> Because when fully inflated, these balloons are spherical. And this one isn't. It's shaped like a teardrop. And that's because there is a hole in it. Sometimes balloons fail, too. Fireball crash-landed in the New Mexico desert, and we didn't get the data that we wanted. And at the end of that day, I thought to myself, why am I doing this? And I've thought a lot about why since that day. And I've realized that all of my work has been full of things that break and fail, that we don't understand and they fail, that we just get wrong the first time, and so they fail. I think about the thousands of people who built Hubble and how many failures they endured. There were countless failures, heartbreaking failures, even when it was in space. And none of those failures were a reason for them to give up. I think about why I love my job. I want to know what is happening in the universe. You all want to know what's happening in the universe, too. I want to know what's going on with that hydrogen. And so I've realized that discovery is mostly a process of finding things that don't work. And failure is inevitable when you're pushing the limits of knowledge, and that's what I want to do. So I'm choosing to keep going. And our team is going to do what everyone who has ever built anything before us has done. We're going to try again in 2020. And it might feel like a failure today, and it really does, but it's only going to stay a failure if I give up. Thank you very much. Okay, this was a really, really good talk. What it takes to launch a telescope by Erica Hamden. Um, so I didn't pause towards the end of the speech because I was just really interested in understanding uh, the dynamic of the story. Couple of main things. One is this story is amazing, right? And it, it's, it's sort of the, the the story we've seen throughout all of all time, right? Which is like failure, success, failure, success, failure, success. And as soon as you think you have success, another failure. And I think that is a very important concept to incorporate into your public speeches, especially when you're trying to give something like kind of inspirational or kind of motivational and really break it down to 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 its essence and to its core. I think the use of the, the the telescope being in the face of a teardrop is an amazing use of the visual aid, even though it is a super emotional thing for the speaker. Um, it is like sort of poetic in the way that it fits with the fact that it failed again and the fact that that would elicit like a crying uh, response and that would be a tear. Um, so I think that was a really strong incorporation of the visual aid. I think the passion in their voice 
um, is the biggest thing. So Erica's voice, you can sort of tell it's almost ready to cry at certain moments. And I, that's sort of real visible passion, right? Like we can visibly feel how the speaker is presenting. And that is why the presentation itself, because of the visible feeling from the speaker, is able to move an audience and be able to, to get them to relate to some level to what they're seeing uh, based upon the, the physical appearance of the speaker. Um, the other thing I really liked from this is that uh, the larger message at the end, right, which is that if a, uh, a, fa a failure will only continue to be a failure insofar as that you let it continue to be a failure, right? You don't try again. And the, it, is, it is a subtle um, reference to the beginning of the presentation that introduced the fact that it took 44 years for the Hubble telescope to be created. And they've been working on this for 10 years. And um, when she said, when she introduced the problem of the speech, which is that all of these types of um, inventions or innovations comes at a cost, I think the time cost is something that maybe she underestimated because she was describing 10 years as like a really long time and um, you know you just wanted to get it out there but the reason the first one took 44 is because it may take way more than 10 right because there's just so much stuff that has to has to happen in order for it to go right and that requires a bunch of trial and error essentially um, so you know in 2020 if it works I'll be amazed but I think Erica herself understands that in 2020 it might not work it might take even more testing and mentally preparing that you've spent a majority of your life committed to this one thing that may not work out till the very end is a, is a, it's a pretty crazy thing. You know, it, it is the problem of patience that exists within all people when they have a goal and they're trying to attain the goal. Obviously the pursuit of that goal is what I think is true happiness, right? Is what I think is the journey, not the destination. Um, but the, the point is like at one point, you know, you kind of want to get to the destination. Um, so I think the message in the speech was really good. The passion was really good. The content of it was amazing. The use of visual aids, use of metaphors was awesome. Um, overall, yeah, I really liked this speech. So I hope you guys enjoyed this speech analysis. Let me know what you all think. What are your thoughts? Leave a speech in the comments you'd like me to review. And I'll see you on the next episode of Speech Analysis.